going on bro jackson it's your boy jerry the trx for washington can you believe this we are at episode number 400 i did say that i wanted to like take some time off around episode 400 i'm still 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 contemplating that uh it's not because i it's not because i don't like want to do it i just want to like kind of feel out a couple things and like experiment uh, with a, a different style of doing the, the, this podcast, so I might like record some episodes uh, that aren't going to be published and just kind of see how it feels and listen back to them and stuff like that, uh, or not. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like how it goes right now, but I, I, I might take some time off for uh, a week or two. But I'll keep you posted. I'll give you plenty of notice, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, today is going to be an interesting episode uh, As you probably are looking down at the time bar It's a little longer uh, than my uh, previous episodes Or re- previous recent episodes uh, Because it's something that I'm very passionate about Shoes! Shoes! I'm not passionate about shoes But I'm passionate about how shoes actually It's like, you know, it's like one of those It's like talking about exercise for me I can go on and on and on about it Because it's like, it's just, I have a plethora of plethora of information and sometimes i can't figure out how to like condense it down so that's why i have this is gonna be like my sixth episode on uh on on shoes by the way this episode's about shoes <laughs> so uh yeah that's like one of the things that's like you know me being a runner and you know and well i i can't call myself a runner me having been a runner uh, or uh, not even a runner, a sprinter, because a sprinter is not a runner. Ask any runner, and they will tell you that sprinters aren't runners. And ask any sprinter, and they'll tell you that a runner is not a sprinter. And it's true, because we run a lot shorter distance. And, you know, because of that fact, is it's, it's tough for me to find the right shoes. Because, you know, there's shoes for, like, kind of doing like CrossFit and cross-training, which are built a lot differently than, like, running shoes. So today I want to talk about running shoes. In the episode, I kind of alluded to it, to me talking about shoes in general, but it's really about running shoes. So today we're going to be talking about running shoes, and we're going to talk about the difference between minimalist and maximalist running shoes, Uh, because there is a difference, and you might be surprised by which shoe is actually better for you. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to be talking about that and uh I would really appreciate it if you, you know, if you find some value in this particular episode, uh, I'd appreciate it if you would uh, leave a rating and review and tell me back, uh, you know, tell me in the world about how much value you got from this episode. Also, if you found out value in this episode, you should share it with a friend. Yeah. You can copy the link, send it to him that way. You can put it up on your social media feed. That would be great. Or you could just tell him like, you know, in person like hey listen to general fitness company cast there's the latest episode where jerry talks about running shoes and i think you probably want to hear about it and you can like look down at their shoes as you're you're saying that and maybe follow it up with what are those (laughs) i don't know anyways yeah so here we go episode number 400 we up in here (sighs) we're gonna call this one uh, the TR expert talks about new shoes. That's what we'll talk about. That's what we'll call this one. Episode number 400. The TR expert talks new shoes. Lego!
Yo, what's going on? So yeah, uh, I recorded a bit, uh, it's like a 20 minute bit about this, and I was just like not happy with it, because like there were some things that I was talking about that just did, they just didn't jive well uh, with how I wanted to come out. Like when I was trying to edit, I was like, oh, this doesn't come out right. So anyways, look, I'm going to try to make this relatively short. It's late at night and I want to get this out here because like it's important. Like right now it is like everybody's running, you know, everybody's out there running because gyms are closed and people are trying to figure out like what they should do in terms of like exercising. I'm going to be talking today about gym shoes, specifically running shoes. And uh, we'll talk about exactly, you know, we'll, we'll may, maybe eliminate a few myths about running shoes. All right. So I was actually personally buying some running shoes and, you know, it's a little bit tougher to buy running shoes now, right? Like before you could just walk into a store and you'd be like, these are the shoes that I want. Now, uh, you can, there's a way around that now. Obviously, you can just, if you have a pair of shoes, you look online and you look for the exact same sheer pair of shoes that you have and you just buy a different color or with the same color if that's, you know, if that's your thing. So that's, that's like the cheat code. That's what I tell all my clients. It's like, look, you know, we're not going to go through like you know, we're not going to go through, you know, what types of shoes are good or whatnot. There's different brands that I prefer, but like, we're not going to go through all that because you don't have like a place to have your shoes fitted. The best thing to do is just wear the exact same shoes that you had before. You know exactly how they work. You know how they feel. Just get a different color. So you just feel like they're new shoes, you know, and that's the cheat code. But, you know, someone like me that, you know, that maybe, or someone like yourself, or someone like a runner, you know, if you're not a runner, may not want the same exact pair of shoes because, you know, they have different shoes. Maybe they're wearing different shoes. Especially if you're a runner, you're not supposed to wear the same pair of shoes uh, daily, you know. And if you're a runner, you're probably running every day, especially now that you can't go to the gym. So you probably want to at least have different color shoes so you know, like, what shoes you wore and what shoes you didn't wear, right? So you're not constantly wearing the same shoes over and over. And you're like, why are these shoes wearing down? So... I found an article or two that was talking about uh, running shoes, and I want to give you just my personal uh, anecdotal evidence, and you know, well, obviously, uh, give you not obviously, but give you a few uh, facts from uh, some studies that I have found uh, while uh, trying to research this particular topic. So we'll go on the uh, on the timeline here. We'll actually talk about uh, the minimalist shoes, and we'll go all the way to the maximalist shoes, right? So I don't know if you remember this, but approximately, uh, let's say about 10 years ago, probably a little less than that, but about 10 years ago, people were talking about these minimalist shoes, right? Everybody was like talking about that Born to Run book, and they were talking about those Native Americans that actually ran like, what is it, like 50 miles a day or something like that? Something astronomical, something just like ridiculous for a human being to do, but uh, it was something that people were intrigued by, and they tried to figure out why they did it, and they found that these these Native Americans that were running around in the Grand Canyon and stuff like that, well, they're probably hardcore in general. I mean, like, you're living in the Grand Canyon. Like, nobody does that. You have to be kind of hardcore, right? So these people that lived in the Grand Canyon, they were running 50 miles a day, and they found that these people had, like, a natural running form, right? So, like, they ran, ran barefoot, and... And that's essentially how this minimalist movement came came about. Like people were uh, trying to run as barefoot as they could, uh, because that was a natural way to run. Now the un- the unfortunate thing about this is that uh, people didn't really take their time with this. You know, like people just kind of jumped into it. So for the most part, you had people that having like knee issues, shin splint issues, ankle issues, uh, torn Achilles. Uh, you know, anything else that you could think of that involves like pounding. You know, like essentially like. What the problem is with the for, with the minimalist shoes is that they're not made for heel strikers. See, the thing is that like because they have no cushion, 
you are essentially just stuck with you pounding on the surface with your heel. And the reason why you pound on the surface with your heel is because we've already developed from a relatively young age a gait in which we strike with our heel because that's how our shoes are made. Our shoes are made for our, they have like, you know, a harder, uh, they have a harder toe box, first of all, and they have a heel cup that is like not mobile, meaning that you just don't have as much movement, that your foot doesn't have as much ability to move in the shoe. And your foot should move. It should like your, especially your heel, your heel should move laterally and front to back. But most shoes don't allow your foot to do that. So what they do to instead compensate for that is they have you they have a more cushion in the heel and essentially what we do is we alter we we end up altering our gait because the heel is heavier we alter our gait and we heel strike not to mention that we're a more of a sedentary society so we heel strike because that's the way the shoes are but the way the shoes are like that because we are a society that is a little bit less that is more sedentary we sit so we have less strength Overall, I'm not saying runners in general, but overall, people that are getting into running have less strength in their hip flexors and abs. So side note, if you're trying to get stronger as a runner, get your hip flexors and abs better so that you can lift your heel or lift your foot up and not heel strike. Because essentially you're heel striking because you don't have enough strength to lift your foot up, move your body forward and land on your forefoot. You know, you just essentially are dragging your legs along. That's what they call that. So that is essentially what the, the, the deal is with uh, minimalist shoes. They're great if you know how to run in a natural running form, which most people don't, but they're terrible for people that are trying to get into running like a natural running form and just want to go full, full force, full bore into just running naturally. You have to take your time uh, with these types of shoes, those minimalist shoes, and into you know, developing your natural running form, right? Like Just like you can't run before you walk and you can't walk before you crawl. So... That that's essentially what it is. It's like the next next step into running slash walking, and you know. But it, I've seen people that still wear these minimalist shoes. Actually, a lot of people should be wearing minimalist shoes. To be honest with you, uh, but they don't. And the reason why they don't is because maximalist shoes are available. So maximalist shoes were essentially the industry's response to minimalist shoes. You know, people were getting hurt with minimalist shoes. Uh, minimalist shoes were supposed to be, like I said, this shoe that helped people run naturally because people were not patient. They essentially ended up having all these issues with their shins and all that other stuff. And so, you know, companies said, hey, well, look, you know, we'll protect you. We'll give you these cushioned shoes. And while that may sound like a phenomenal idea, right? On paper, that sounds like a great idea. Like, okay, people are getting hurt. Why not just give them more cushion? That's actually the wor- one of the worst things you can do. I would say, be honest with you, like spoiler alert, I think that maximalist shoes are way worse than minimalist shoes. And I actually have uh, anecdotal evidence. I hate saying that word, anecdotal, because it's like I can't ever say it right. But you get what I'm saying. I knew some people that wore hokas, and they were like runner runners. Like these people were trying to run 2,000 miles a year which is a lot of miles, right? It's definitely more than a mile a day. <laughs> it's definitely more than five miles a day because 360, well, it's about five miles a day, maybe 365 times. Yeah, I don't know, three times. Yeah, anyways, so it's about five, six miles a day, right? That's a lot of miles a day, every day, seven, seven days a week, right? That's approximately 35 miles a week at minimum. So these women are running and one of them found the, these, these shoes called Hoka's. Now, I'm not, good. I'm not trying to poo-poo any brand of shoes. I just know that they are wearing these shoes. And they're, they're a type of maximalist shoes 
or their type of maximalist shoe. There's other brands, but I just remember these specific shoes were called Hoka's. And I saw those and I'm like, these are funny looking shoes. And I was, you know, I thought to myself, like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. You know, like if you're going to run more, you should have more cushion. But then as I saw these women starting to break down, I thought about it part one. I was like, well, you guys are running too much and you're lifting too much. You're lifting and running. But I thought to myself, it's like, you know, there's other people that do this all the time and they don't have any issues. Why are these particular people that are wearing these cushioned shoes having issues? And I couldn't figure it out until I actually started seeing like the actual injuries. And it was all the same type of injuries, hip injuries, ankle injuries, shin, uh, not so much shin splints, but definitely ankle and hip injuries and like some knee issues. I think knee issues were like kind of from previous stuff, but hips and ankle, hips and ankles were a, a, a huge thing and some, uh, some foot problems as well. I had some foot fractures and it was interesting because I was like, hmm, you see like different types of injuries in people like, you know, you may have shin splints, you may have like a, maybe hip bursitis or something like that. You see all, you see different types that you can kind of tell like a running injury once you've been in the industry for a while, just like wherever, you, whatever your thing is, you could probably say like, oh, this is caused by blah, 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 because you've been in the, in the ear industry for years and you know, like the cause and effect for most things. So I saw these people that were having these issues that were definitely related to running. And I was just trying to think, I was like, why is this happening? And it just didn't occur to me to one day, just like the light bulb just went off and I was like, yo, it's because your shoes are too cushioned, right? And you think about this, like on paper, it sounds like a good idea to wear really cushioned shoes. But then you think about it, it's like, why would you want to run on real, on a lot of cushion, right? Like you don't want to run on pillows. Of course, you don't want to run on pillows because they're heavy and they're bulky. So are hokas, but <laughs> another reason why is because if you don't have anything like to push down on or push or if you don't have anything to land on or push off of, like what is your foundation? Like what are you like <laughs> what are you landing on, right? Like essentially it sounds good to land on a cloud or land on a nice cushion, but what happens is that like you think about it this way. Back in the days when seat belts were just mandated, were just being mandated, they had like a period, I don't know if it was like a year or five years, but it was a short period where there's a higher amount of accidents than when they, ha- than when they didn't have seat belts. And the reason for that being is that, well, human nature is to constantly push up against boundaries. Whatever a boundary is, we're always going to push up against it just to test it out, just to see what it is. Not to be, you know, not that we're all jerks as human beings, but like we're all meant to thrive. We're all meant to push boundaries, you know, like if we didn't, then we wouldn't have computers and internet and all the other cool stuff that we have now. We would just be stuck with fire, you know, (laughs) for the most part, because we didn't push boundaries. That's what makes us great. That's what makes us human, that we can push boundaries consciously. So the... So we had these accidents, and the reason why we had these accidents is because people were essentially driving a little bit more recklessly because they had more protection. So you extrapolate that notion of like humans pushing up against boundaries. You put that cushion in people's shoes, they're going to run a lot harder. And that's exactly what happened. There was a 2018 uh, or orthopedic study where they had like these women and I remember those women because I remember those women because I was thinking back to those women that were the hokas when I saw that 2018 study and it showed that these women uh they all ran with it was like it was it wasn't like a longitudinal study it's essentially like they ran with one pair of shoes uh, that were neutral or regular and then they ran with these maximalist shoes and then they found that with these maximalist shoes these women actually slapped the ground harder so they would land harder 
Meaning that you you had less. Well, if you landed on the ground harder, what essentially that means is that you have less stability in your foot, right? Because you're essentially like pounding on your foot rather than like kind of gliding on your foot. It's hard to explain running form, but you shouldn't pound. No matter how cushioned you are, you, your landing is, you shouldn't pound because it doesn't actually, it doesn't jive well. I, I don't want to say jive well, but it doesn't work bio, bio, biomechanically. Essentially, it's like pounding stops your body. No matter if you have cushion or not cushion, if you're pounding your feet on the floor, you're going to stop your body and your body is going to have to compensate for that. No matter how much cushion you have underneath your feet, your body's going to have to compensate for that. On top of that, because you have this weird cushion, you don't have as much push off. You know, you're like landing in a squishiness and you can't really push off. You can imagine it like you, you, you can... Compared to like running in slime, right? Like you, you don't really get a good grip landing in spine, in spine, in slime, and you don't get a good push off landing in slime. It just kind of like you're just kind of you know treading, you know. So that's exactly that's kind of what happens. Not to mention that like these these shoes because they have a different they have a different height on them. You know, they have a little bit more height than a regular shoe. It takes them getting used to. So your balance is a little bit off, you know. I've worn those hokas before. I tried them on, and those are the only ones because I just want to try because I saw these people like you know like this sounds like a good idea, and I wore them. I was like, oh, these are nah, these are, these, are, these are heavy, and I didn't even I didn't even think about it. I just like they were heavy. I didn't even think about these other things. I was just like I don't want them. They're too heavy. So and I heard they had made some lighter ones. So thank God I didn't buy them because uh, <laughs> then I would have been like not even knowing, and I would have been mad because I bought these expensive shoes that didn't help me. So the moral of the story is that like. Minimalist shoes are good, but not if you're starting off. Maximalist shoes are probably good never, unless you're starting off. Now, there's a caveat to that. I would say if you're absolutely just starting up, maybe you're a little overweight and you're trying to get into running or walking or whatever, Hoka's are probably going to be the best shoes for you just because they minimalize the, minimalize, minimize the uh, impact on your joints. But that's also to say that you should probably do it in like short, short spurts. So like I would say if you're going to be doing if – if you think of it on a continuum, like you probably want to start off like an exercise continuum. You probably want to start off with like maybe those maximalist shoes, but don't go much further than like maybe a mile in those maximalist shoes. Seriously, no further than a mile. And then you probably want to go like neutral and maybe play around with those and you know go however long you want to until you feel comfortable enough to where you can maybe – play around with the minimalist shoes. Now, minimalist shoes, I would say that you have to almost like regress. And if you're going five miles, you know, 10 miles, whatever what your normal run is, I would say maybe quarter that. So if you're going 10 miles, like that's a quarter of 10. <laughs> Man, a fifth of 10 is 20. A quarter of 10 is 25. Jesus Christ. God, 2.5 miles. <laughs> my goodness. It's late. And this is my second time recording this exact episode. So so yeah, you want to probably quarter that in the in the beginning, just because it takes a little bit to get used to in a minimalist shoe. But even though it is supposed to be your natural running form, because you know we've had all this time not running naturally, you're gonna take it's gonna take some time to get you get used to. So yeah, those are the pros and cons. Uh, just I'm trying to think of some stuff for maximalist shoes that are also uh, yeah, like I said, the height, the uh, it's gonna throw your balance off. Uh, because yeah, because of height, it's like it's more unstable. You know, you can think about like running around on platform shoes, kind of the same thing. Cushioned platform shoes, kind of the same thing. 
you're going to have more ankle movement essentially because of that. You know, like if you have, no matter how, like, that's like kind of what I'm saying. You know, it's like if you have more cushion, you're just going to have more movement in your foot, and it's just going to be really hard to land on a stable surface. You're just going to be landing on a cushion, and that's just not good. So yeah, I mean, that's essentially what it is. Before I finish this a little conclusion, mini conclusion. If you are trying to go from you know, maximalist to minimalist shoes or trying to increase your mileage or whatever it is, you're trying to be a better runner you know, in, a, in a broad sense, I'd say running yourself into a better runner is probably not your best bet, especially if you're starting off with the, the maximalist shoes. Your best bet is to work on your balance and your proprioception, you know, standing on one foot, standing barefoot as much as possible, uh, balancing on one foot, like, you know, doing movements while you have one foot off the ground. These are all great things for your balance. These are all great things to strengthen your, 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 your stability. Uh, you also want to stre- uh, strengthen your feet, so like maybe practice picking stuff up with your toes or just at least moving your toes. If you can move them individually, you are really doing really well. Most, most if not all the people that I've seen uh, coming into my, at least coming into my gym, uh, don't have that ability to move their feet, their toes like individually, or at least like move the big toe by itself. So working on those things, like just strengthening your feet is a lot better than cushioning them, you know? It's better to be brave and strong than to be weak and protected. Because at the end of the day, protection can only last so long. Bravery can only last so long, but Everybody would much rather go out there and I would say most people would rather die on their own sword than to be forced to die on someone else's or be killed by someone else's, right? And essentially what that means is that like it's better to be strong, it's better to strengthen your feet than to over than have to constantly compensate so much that you become so weak that you can't even do anything for yourself. That's really what I'm trying to emphasize here in terms of like foot strength it's like with your feet it, it i mean it's it's a good it's a good idea at first to kind of protect you you know like you protect a baby so you make sure that you don't like hurt yourself but you don't want to be protected forever it's 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 just better to be strong than to than, than to try to compensate right so anyways that does it for my day i really do appreciate you listening whenever you're listening whether it be morning afternoon or evening yes I do hope you're having a good day. Hey, feel free to share this episode with a friend. You know, like uh, this is uh, some gold right here. There's a lot of people out there that I know for a fact. I've seen them on the street, especially right now because everybody's running, wearing the wrong kind of shoes. So if you have a friend that's wearing those maximalist shoes or you have a friend that's been complaining about their minimalist shoes or you have a friend that's just a runner in general and you're concerned about them, hey, send them over, send this episode over to them. Let them know that uh, the TR expert that has six All-American awards and three MVP three male MVPs for my track, <laughs> for my track and college track and field team, as well as a Hall of Fame award. I'm just looking at these right now. <laughs> I was just like naming off the stuff like I love lamp, but I have these things sitting up on my wall as a constant reminder to all my clients that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to running at least. <laughs> all right. So yes, I will talk, talk with you tomorrow. Feel free to subscribe so you'll know exactly when that episode comes out. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And as always, Keep good company. And put your money where your mouth is. Some memories don't fade. Sometimes you miss the old days, but nothing changed. Less you change what's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak, how you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach.
How you live, how you speak, how you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach, let it sing. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Did it pay? What's your plan? Is it play? On a plane? How'd you play? I'm just playing. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Did it pay? What's your plan? Is it play? On a plane? How'd you play? I'm just playing.